Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. So good to be in God's house with you today. Do you know there's been the sound of the church that's been rising up all day, all day. And there's a new sound and a new strength and a new voice that is rising up. And God is doing something within us. I promise you we're we're headed somewhere. And we are headed somewhere with God. And tonight, take your seats. Welcome to church. But tonight, I want to share this prophetic word. And there is a prophetic word that is rising up. And today and last week, as we were gathering in this place, we met here for Highway 1. We we gathered here this morning and God has given us a very clear, very clear word and it is this word, awake. And for me, and I was saying to someone this morning, it's very difficult when God gives a prophetic word. It's very difficult to put it into a sermon. You actually don't want to sermonize it. You don't want really a title and, you know, the introduction and then the three points and then the conclusion and then Sunday's over and we all go and we've forgotten what the message was by Monday. But when you're stepping into a prophetic word, then you carry that word and you're walking out the word of God and that's very much where where I have been and And so it's very difficult for me to be able to say, well, here's the Sunday evening message, and I hope you all like it. But I started spending this time, additional time with the Lord. And as I was spending time with the Lord, and whenever you make yourself available for God, something will always happen. It always happens. God is always ready to meet with his own people. And so I felt that day by day, morning by morning, I had this appointment. And I had this appointment with God. And, and for quite a while now, I've been drawn to the book of Ephesians. And as I would wake up, I knew that I had to open up the book of Ephesians. And as I read that book, it, it seemed like, at least for me, that I was reading it just with fresh, fresh eyes, as if I'd never read it before. And I've been a Christian for a good number of decades now, and yet here was the book of Ephesians. It was like, it was opened up to me in ways that I don't think I've read it that way before, even though I've known it intellectually before, but this was deeper, this was different, this was, this was revelation. And as I was reading it, as I had this appointment with God morning by morning where I don't even have to set the alarm clock. I will just wake up at almost the same time every single day within a few minutes of the day before. And every single day, there I am awake and it's dark and it's been cold and yet I am wide awake. And staying in bed, just I can't do it. It's no longer an option. And I look at the clock and there's that time of the morning again, again. And Byron will say to me a bit later in the morning, what time did you wake up? I'll tell him and he'll say, yep, there it is again. And so I've been on this journey and I've been on this journey with God and I don't know what you call it. For me, it's a prophetic walk. It's a prophetic journey. 
And as a result, I'm not even sure what to call this other than to share with you. Highway Church, the people that worship here to share with you what God has been unveiling to me. And so it's this word awake. And not only has God been waking me up from my natural sleep, but there's been something that's been woken up within me and continues to wake up. It's not like it happens once or twice or three times or four. It's like this continual waking up, waking up, and I'm waking up to what God is saying. And we've shared this scripture with you already. If you've been here, or maybe if this is your first time back to church for a little bit, then I will familiarize you with those that didn't come this morning and didn't come last week, because I want us all to be caught up with where we're at. And so I'll repeat some things that might be the first time for you, but we've been speaking out of Ephesians chapter 5. And this Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 out of the New Living Translation says, Awake, awake, O sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And in the other translations it says, And the glory of God is coming upon you. In others it will say, The Spirit of God or the presence of God is coming upon you. And God is referring to his glory. He's referring to his own presence that is coming upon his body, his church. This is a prophetic word. This is a prophetic time that we're entering into. And the book of Ephesians opens this right up. And as God began to speak to me in the early hours of the morning, I I didn't barely get past chapter 1. Because in chapter 1, it, it, it tells us that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And he seated him at the right hand of the Father in heavenly realms. And he said he seated him far above all, all rule, all authority, all power and all dominion, every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the age to come. And he said he placed all things underneath his feet, and he appointed him, Christ Jesus, to be the head over everything. And that means over the church, which is his body. That is you, and that is me. We are the body of Christ. We can no longer think that we are just on our own here or that we can do what we like when we like. We are the body of Christ. He is the head. We are his body. We were bought with a price. And when Jesus went to the cross and he did deal with the devil... And then we know that authority was given to Jesus. And then he said, not only was the authority given to the head, but the authority was also given to the body. It was given to his own people. And there's no other body of people on planet Earth that is even remotely like the body of Christ. And so the authority that Jesus had is the authority that the body has. 
And Jesus came to this earth for one moment to be the ultimate sacrifice, to carry the judgment that should be on every single one of us. And he carried that judgment all the way to the cross. And here he was close to being arrested, close to being executed. And then he comes back to the garden and he finds those that were closest to him and they were asleep on their watch. And he said, could you not watch with me for just one hour? And we see here that the closest, those closest to Christ, even the body of Christ, the ones that are the most important to the plans and the purpose of God, we can fall asleep. And then he gives you a word. And he says, arise, O sleeper, awake, O sleeper. And God is starting to wake up and he's starting to stir up his body again. And before he moves in a massive way, in a big way, in a global way, in a nationwide way, in a way that affects our nation, our streets, our cities, our churches, the first thing that will happen is that he wakes up his own body. Because he won't move without his body. Because the head and the body are together. They are one. They are not separate. And we, the body, the people, the ones we call ourselves Christians, believers in Christ, the ones that we come in week by week and give praise to him, we have a tendency to go to sleep, to be found asleep and we're sometimes hard to wake up. And I told you the story this morning, and I'll say it for the benefit of those that were not here today. Something began to expand in me as I went to a church just some weeks ago when there was a man in a coma and I found myself at the altar. And instead of asking God to wake him up and instead of pleading with God for his healing, I found this word rise up out of me and I found out the man's name was Kevin. And in this loud voice, all of a sudden, I heard myself say, Kevin, wake up. Kevin's in a coma in a hospital somewhere, connected with wires and tubes. Kevin, wake up. Wake up, Kevin. Arise, O sleeper. And then I hugged his wife at the altar and moved down the line to pray for others. And about 35 minutes later, someone's running from the foyer of the church down to me and said, the hospital's just rung. Kevin's woken up out of his coma. Kevin's awake. And they're starting to prepare to take out wires and tubes and all of those life support things that you have. And when Kevin woke up, something in me woke up. And God began to speak to me and he said, this is not about just one man waking up. He said, I'm about to wake up my body, the church of Jesus Christ. What happened after that was morning by morning as I woke up just out of a natural sleep and when it's cold and it's dark and it's a certain time on the clock, everything within your flesh wants to lay there and get another two hours. But when God's got you, when God grabs you, 
When the Spirit of God wakes up something within you, nothing of laying in that bed holds any interest to you whatsoever. And if you're, if you're tired by 10.30 in the morning, it makes no difference because God has grabbed something in you. And when you are awake, everything begins to move. The body begins to move. And what hasn't been moving before and working before and standing before and laying down before, it just can't when the Spirit of God starts to wake you up. And he wakes up his body and he says, now body, walk. And he wakes up his body and he says, now body, speak out my word. He wakes up his body and he tells the heart, the heart to beat again with purpose and with direction and with the plans of God upon you. He says, heart, beat again with my plan. He wakes up the body so that prayer is in the house of God. And he says, my house shall be known again as a house of prayer. And the spirit of prayer starts to fall upon one and two and five and ten and fifty and a hundred until there's a whole movement of prayer. And prayer starts to rise when God wakes up his, his, his body. He wakes up the singers and he wakes up the musicians because they bring a sound that God wants brought into the church, his body. And they start to bring a sound of worship and they start to bring a sound of praise so that he, the head, can inhabit the praises of his own body. And he wakes us up to realize that the dream is not dead. He wakes us up to realize the call, the prophetic word, even though it was long ago, is not forgotten and it's not dead. And he wakes up hope in you and he wakes up faith in you and he wakes up energy within you. He wakes us up, the body, the body of Christ. I think for a long time the church has thought it's just its own thing. And yet there's a head and there's a body. And we've been bought with the price. John 11, 11, the story of Lazarus that we know so well. Jesus said, our friend, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Jesus said this, he said, but I am going there to wake him up. And the church has fallen asleep. And he calls us his friend. And he says, friend, I'm about to wake you up. And the conversation around all of this Lazarus timing and Mary said, Lord, if you were here, if you were here, then my brother would not have died. And others said, he opened the eyes of the blind. He could have stopped this man from falling asleep. He could have stopped this man from dying. And now, there's a smell of death all over it. There's that odor that all life is gone. And when we are operating under carnality, we talk about death and Jesus is talking about glory. 
They're talking about their loss and odour. And Jesus is saying, did I not tell you that if you believed, then you would see the glory of God? And the stone is removed and Jesus is found, giving thanks to the Father. And then he says in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And it's like this wake-up moment of the man in the tomb. And as far as I know, Jesus only said that once. He only had to say it once. And then when Lazarus comes out, the word was, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And I'm not sure how many times we'll hear the Lord say, Church, arise. Church, body, wake up. Come up out of your sleep. Rise up out of your slumber. Come out of your dead places. Church, come out of your tombs. Take off the grave clothes. I don't know how many times the Lord will speak. He might say it once only. He might say it twice. He might say it more. But all I know is this is what he's saying now. Now, revival is a beautiful thing because it's somebody waking up out of sleep. And when you go through the book of Ephesians, it goes into many places that I hope in the weeks and maybe months to follow that we'll be able to open this up because it takes you into places that you never thought was possible. But the first thing that cannot be ignored in the book of Ephesians is this. And we need to take this with us today. That he is the head. And that we are his body. And what's been placed underneath his feet is now underneath yours. And the body is being woken up to who we are, who we always were. We're being woken up that we live from victory and we live from authority and we're not trying to get to victory, we're not trying to get to authority, we are already there because we are seated in heavenly realms and we're being woken up to truth. And I wish I had time to go into more, but I can't, but we will. We'll build, we'll talk, we'll, we'll speak about it further. And team, if you could come back, please, because we're going to pray. In the book of Judges, Judges chapter 5, verse 7, there's a moment here for this woman called Deborah. And it says in 5, verse 7, there were few people that were left in the villages of Israel until I, Deborah, arose as a mother of Israel, for Israel. And what was happening in Israel at this particular time was that life in these villages had come to a stop. It had ceased. They weren't working in the fields. The towns of Israel stood abandoned. They were empty, the warriors, the fighters, the soldiers were nowhere to be found. The fighting spirit had gone out of the place. 
and the strength had gone and their productivity had gone and 40,000 people were affected. And then God raises up a woman called Deborah who operates under a spirit of the prophetic and something wakes up to her about what God is about to do for his own people. And this woman wakes up and she rises up and she begins to operate under the anointing and the unction of the Holy Spirit under the, under the power of God. And what she does is she releases this man called Barak. And then Barak then becomes the leader over the people of God. And what I'm saying is this, that when something has fallen asleep, something that's so important to the Lord, he will raise up a woman, he'll raise up a man, he'll raise up a church, he'll raise up a voice, he'll raise up the prayer warriors, he'll raise up somebody, somebody. And he wakes us up and he says, sleep no more. Come out of the tombs. You can't wear the grave clothes any longer. You can't take grave clothes into where I'm taking you. You can't stay in the tombs. You don't belong there. My body does not belong in the tombs. And he's the head and we are his body. And we will never be the new until we're done with the old, until we're finished with the old. You can't take the old into where he's taking us. You just can't. And something within us wakes up. This is not about a Sunday message. This is not about church on Sunday. This is not about a a religion. This is about a relationship between the bride and the bridegroom. We've spoken to you about occupying our future, and I'm glad we did that, but we missed something. We missed something. Because not one of us in this room can occupy your future unless we are woken up. A church cannot occupy its future. If a church is called to change a nation or nations, It might have that dream, it might have that thought, it might have that desire or that wish, but it will never go there until we are woken up. He wakes up his body and then he tells us where we are seated. And he awakens prayer within us. If you thought that the day that you accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour over your life was a good day, If you thought the day that you were baptized in water was a good day, if you thought the day that you were baptized in the Holy Spirit was a good day or the day that a massive prayer was answered was a good day, eye has not seen and ear has not heard what God has in store for those who love Him. And He loves His own body. This is not about highway. This is about the body of Christ. And he loves his own body so much that he will not 
and cannot leave us asleep. Arise, awake, O sleeper, and rise from your dead places, because the glory of the Lord is about to come upon us, his body. And tonight, in the next few minutes we've got together, we need to stand. This is a prophetic word for you. This is a a prophetic word for us. What I'm going to do, I'm going to ask the team to worship and lead us into an atmosphere of worship in this house right now. Some people are really hard to wake up. They just want to keep sleeping. Stay in bed. Don't bother me for another three hours. They just want to stay there. So this response tonight is for those that sense something of God on you. And something in you connects and says, that's me. I'm ready to be woken up. This is your response to the Lord right now. This is your prayer to Him. This is your, I'm in God. I'm I'm your body and I'm about to be woken up to the reality of Christ. That's what this altar line is about tonight. But we're going to do it in an atmosphere of worship and an atmosphere of praise because that's the only place I know that God inhabits. He doesn't inhabit anything else other than a church that's alive and awake. And if you say, yes, something in me is willing to be woken up, step out of your seat right now. Come to the altar. Come to the meeting place with your God.